Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome. We are live tonight, and uh, this is going to be an interesting one. So we're going to get uh, into this in a few minutes, what we're about to talk about. I think it's going to blow some of your minds, what we're about to connect here. So welcome to everybody jumping on in the United States and around the world. Uh, thank you for joining us so much. We notice people that come on not only from the U.S., but they come on from all around the world, and we so appreciate that. And uh, hello to our moderators. They do such an amazing job in our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. So I'm going to open up in prayer. I have some updates for you about certain things because I promised yesterday on yesterday's broadcast I would reveal uh, certain things tonight, including a new resident that is coming to Ark of Grace Sanctuary. So I'm going to open up in prayer. Uh, we're going to talk for a few minutes, and then we're going to get into this incredible um, prophetic revelation and how uh, everything that connects, uh, how it's going to connect. So up, oh, I see people coming on from Texas. God bless Texas right now. Let me tell you, they are just towing the line here in the United States of America. So, and, and Texas is part of this, what we're going to talk about tonight. So let's just open up in prayer and then we'll get into uh, the word. Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, we come before you. We praise you. You are almighty God. You are high and lifted up far above every power, principality, and might. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise, Father, Do your precious, holy, perfect name. We humble ourselves before you this day, asking you to forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness, Father. Lord, we pray you your mercies are new every single day. We ask that the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives, so you, your will, and your power become more in our lives. We acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, to the earth, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the sacrifice for our sins. He willingly died at Calvary. He purchased us by the shedding of his blood. He made an open show and spectacle of the enemy before all of creation. He rose again in three days. We praise you, Lord, for that, that he is alive forevermore. After appearing to many on this earth, he ascended back into heaven, took his rightful place at the right hand of the Father, where he victoriously rules and reigns forevermore. He is our advocate before your throne. And we honor that before you this day. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we invite your presence, the presence of Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God, and the presence of the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit, to move, Father, that you, you, that you and the Holy Spirit, Lord, would powerfully go forth, that your presence would be felt, that the weight of your glory would fall, that you would go forth ahead of us, Father God, in Jesus' name, lead and guide us in all wisdom, counsel, might, power. And the reverential fear of the Lord, fill us with your wisdom, Father God, tonight. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority now come forth, Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, any plotting contract assignment, harm, censorship, or interference of this tonight, we apply the blood of Jesus, we rebuke it in Jesus' name, command it dismantled, disabled, aborted, nullified, voided, disrupted, blocked, their communication lines disrupted, so the enemy and his agents cannot carry out their plans, and it bound up and cast back to the dry places and areas, Lord, you have designated to be bound there in the name of Jesus Christ and not return or have anything sent to this place. Father, take all the glory for yourself. 
You are the potter. We are most certainly just the clay. We are the dust of the earth without your breath in us, Father. Your word says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. You are the author and finisher of our faith. You are the alpha and omega, Father God. You are the righteous judge. You sit on the highest throne. The earth is your footstool. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, Lord. And we give you all the praise today. Father, take all the glory for yourself. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, hello, everybody who's jumping on. This is going to get interesting real fast. So I'm, I have to talk about a couple things first. Before we get into this, I'm telling you, this is going to blow your mind, some of what is going on and how I almost fell on the floor. I'm Italian and I was at a loss for words when I started seeing some of this stuff and we're rarely at a loss for words. So you got to know it's got to be, it's got to be uh pretty deep and interesting uh, for that to happen. Oh, and on cue, Cyrus comes in and touches the shofars, watch, look, every time he comes in, you touch the shofars. Every time you come in, you have to touch the shofars. Look, it's the only thing he wants to touch in the office. He walks around, but the only thing he touches are the two shofars. Cyrus, what are you doing? You open the door and then you leave, huh? You're going to, it's like a hit and run. He's like, oh no, mom, I'm coming back. I'm sorry. You need to come up, come up and say hi. Oh, come say hi. Oh, come say hi to everybody. Okay. Here he goes. Okay. <laughs> that was not planned, by the way. But I'm glad all of you got to see Cyrus touching the shofar. Because this dog does this every time he comes in the office. He's got to touch both shofars. So if anybody has any theories on this, please email us and let us know. Okay. So a couple of things first. Chris. So some of you know yesterday, some of you didn't. My husband had very involved dental surgery yesterday. I'm talking about a sinus lift. I'm talking about screws. I'm talking about all sorts. I mean, praise God that the oral surgeon is wonderful who did this. Uh, but he kind of looks like he got punched in the face a little. He's, he's quite a bit swollen. He says he's really not in that much pain. He's doing much better today. As Sadie has to now jump up on the desk in the middle of me talking. So thank you all for your prayers. Please just continue to pray for him that there's no complications because this was pretty involved surgery. I was up with him late last night. Uh, and so basically he is doing better today. So thank you to everyone for that. You see her? She's got to come up on the desk. This is her new bad habit. Come on, honey, come lay down. Mommy's got something to do. So you can stay, but you have to lay down. Okay. So, uh, oh my goodness, look what she's doing here. She like just wrote a bunch of threes on my notes. Isn't that nice? Okay. Okay. Perhaps the Lord is trying to tell me something. So uh, secondly, because I wanted to give you an update. I promised you all I would update you on Chris. Secondly, we are very excited about this. I give God all the glory for this. I'm very humbled. They even asked me. But George Magazine, I am on the cover of George Magazine, A Season of Joy in the Earth by Amanda Grace. Uh, it came out on January 22nd, so you can go to georgemagazine.com and order it if you like. We thank uh, the heads of George Magazine, Mr. Blaze and the editor-in-chief, Jean Ho uh, and Izzy and her husband. We thank them very much for thinking of us and asking us uh, to do an article for this issue. This is the collector's issue. Uh, and so they were joking around with me because apparently like it goes from bottom to top and they said, oh, look where we put you. You're you're just right under Donald Trump. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. So that was very cute that they said that. And so you could go to George magazine if you would like to order that. Now, 
Sadie is all over my desk right now. February 4th, I will be at the Gathering of Faith Assembly preaching both the 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. service. And so I hope to see many of you in there uh, and uh, meet you and that you will join us. Pastor Sam has been gracious to extend a public invitation for those who want to come. And so you can go to thegatheringnewyork.org. Uh, you can email them or call them as well. But we're looking very forward to this this Sunday. We're hoping also to maybe stream it. So if we can stream it on our Rumble as well, we will be making that announcement. Praise the Lord. And one more thing. Yesterday, some of you know, some of you don't, I announced that there was a new member, a new resident coming to Ark of Grace Sanctuary. So we have a new resident coming in early February and everybody started guessing what they thought it was. Uh, and so I'm thinking, wow, you know, if so, you know, if this is not your typical, uh, your typical animal that comes. So basically we got an email about this. We reached out to these people in South Carolina. And so in early February, our new resident of Ark of Grace Sanctuary will be an African tortoise who is 16 inches long, 10 years old and 40 pounds and is going to double in size. Uh, and so the tortoise's uh, name right now is guacamole, but um, I believe we are going to change that. We have been praying about a name. I think his name is going to be Noah because these turtles live about 100 years and it took Noah 100 years to build the ark and every ark needs a Noah. Funny thing about that, before we get started on tonight's notes, when I had to break the news to my husband uh, that the tortoise the African tortoise was coming. Uh, he yelled, this is turning into a zoo. And I said to him, no, it's an ark. And so I, I kind of got him good on that. I said, no, Chris, it's an ark. Where have you been the past five years? You don't know and live with the animals. I said, this is kind of what the Lord is doing. Uh, and so basically... Um, he's getting used to the idea now we're making plans. These are very sensitive animals and he's going to get quite big. Uh, and so this is going to be a lot of fun. Yes. But my husband did yell in our kitchen that this is turning into a zoo. And I said to him, no, 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 it's an ark. So, <laughs> oh my, oh my God bless my husband for all he goes through with me. Okay. So let's get into tonight now that we've gone through everything, because there is a, some interesting connections that are going on here prophetically that we need to take a good hard look at because these things don't happen by accident. They happen because there is a real battle going on in the realm of the spirit. There are ancient spirits involved on this earth and it affects the natural and what happens in the natural. Here, say, do you want to lay here? Here. What are you doing? Huh? Here. You want to lay over here? Okay. You lay over here while mama teaches here. You can lay over here. Mama will move her stuff for you. So the way this all started, what I'm about to tell you is that a pastor friend of mine, uh, Rick, had asked me a question. He said to me, what do you think? What is your immediate thought when you hear the name Eagle Pass? Now, he's from Texas, okay? So I said, Eagle Pass. I said, well, and we started discussing this and debating this back and forth and talking about the fact that um, 
Eagle Pass is is the area right now that is embroiled in the middle of the border clash, right? So it, it, the place is called Eagle Pass. And I said to him, wait a second. I think there was a horse that was named Eagle Pass that was contending last year to be in the Kentucky Derby and not only got scratched, but that horse was retired in 2023. So uh, basically, we have a news article to put up here uh, and read to you from the Washington Post. And this is Eagle Pass, Texas. A century and a half ago, Confederate General Joseph Orville, this is from the article, Joseph Orville Shelby splashed into the wild water of the Rio Grande off this border city and fled to Mexico, refusing to surrender to Union soldiers. Now the park named in his honor has become a front line in a feud between the state and the federal government, a power struggle over who ultimately has the right to control the border and the tide of humanity trying to cross it. So this area, Eagle Pass, was a major point of contention in the Civil War, where it was the Union states, the North, versus the Confederate states in the South. And the issue was slavery was the main issue. And Abraham Lincoln, right, was the president at the time. Uh, And so we're going to get into all of this, the Civil War and Abraham Lincoln and all of this in a moment. But I want to go back to Eagle Pass for a minute, okay? We know, okay, we know eagle is our national symbol, but what about pass, right? A pass is a way um, to an entry or an exit. Uh, it means to reject or decline, to go from one quality state or form to another, right? Pass also means to die like they passed, to render a decision, verdict, or opinion as if he passed judgment. There was an opinion passed down. Okay. So when we look at what's happening at Eagle Pass, right? The Eagle, which is we, the people is giving a hard pass to what the corrupt have attempted to give entry to. And prophetically, this stand is being taken in the same exact spot where a Confederate general refused to surrender to the union. So this ancient spirit from the Civil War that was involved in the Civil War has risen back up in the middle of this, in the very spot, Eagle Pass, that now has become the point of contention in the immigration issue. Now, I'm just going to read to you uh, a little bit, basically, that that Shelby and approximately 1,000 of his remaining troops rode south into Mexico. Reportedly, Shelby sank his battle flag, the Confederate flag in the Rio Grande, near present-day Eagle Pass, Texas, on the way to Mexico rather than risk the flag falling into the hands of the federal of the of uh, the Federals, okay, or of the Union soldiers. Now, let me see here for a minute. Okay. This I want to move. Hold on one second here. I'm going to, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to mention this, but then we're going to come back to it, okay? So we have Eagle Pass and what's happening there. We have a horse that was named Eagle Pass that was scratched from the Derby last year that retired last year, okay? 
there was also another horse that we're going to circle back to. I want you to remember the name American Pharaoh. I want you to remember this. We're going to circle back, but I just want you to remember this, okay? So I'm going to take this part right here. Hold on. Okay, let's see. Let me see here. I'm just going to take one part and I'm going to move it here because I want to I want to talk about this one part. Um, let's see here, Dell. Let me see here. Let me go way past this to uh, okay. All right, here we go. Okay. I just want to do this because I want to move this one part because I think it's going to fit better down there. Now, Eagle Pass. I went and did some research on this, okay, on this horse. Now, this is where it starts to get interesting. Eagle Pass, this horse's grandmother, her name is Mass Media, is the grandmother of Eagle Pass, okay? 2001, the year that 9-11 happened, when Bush was in office, Mass media, Eagle Pass's grandmother, gives birth to a horse by the name of Beso Grande, which means big kiss in Spanish. That is Eagle Pass's mother. Luke 22, 47 through 48. While he was still speaking, a crowd came and the man called Judas, one of the 12 disciples, was leading the way for them. He approached Jesus to kiss him. And Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the son of man with a kiss, right? So a betrayal with a kiss. Beso Grande is Spanish for big kiss, gives birth to Eagle Pass. Mass media is the mother of the big kiss, right? Of betrayal that gives birth to Eagle Pass, okay? So the betrayal causes Eagle Pass and what's happening now to occur, which started with mass media. So now in the spirit, right? The Lord prompts me. Now, now I'm beginning to really, my spirit's beginning to stir here. And so the Lord prompts me to go look about who is contending right now to get into the Kentucky Derby. There is a road to the Kentucky Derby. There are horses contending to get into this race, which is part of the Triple Crown, because you have the Preakness and you have the Belmont Stakes. Okay, so I want you to remember, too, these two names, Gettysburg Address and Constitution. So I go to look at the horses who are contending. And there were some very surprising things that I think you should know about, about these horses that are contending this year for the Kentucky Derby in the middle of what's happening, being that there was a horse named Eagle Pass uh, last year that was scratched. So... There was a horse that ran last year, a very successful uh, racehorse, and the horse's name was Constitution. This horse, Constitution, 
sired. There he is. There's Constitution. Good looking horse. Good looking thoroughbred. Sired, right? And he's got the number one. I, I think that's something to note too, right? Because the Constitution was the birth of our nation with the Declaration of Independence, and he's got the number one. Constitution has sired. <coughs> Honey, you cannot keep moving around. I'm sorry, mommy peeking. Okay, okay. So Constitution sired or fathered 15 horses that are contending this year for the Derby. And I'm just going to read you the names of these horses, okay? Because it's worth noting. We're going to get into something even more interesting than this. So the names of the horses that Constitution sired are Catching Freedom, Parchment Party, Born Noble, Patriot Spirit, Private Desire, Wilson Q, Gettysburg Address, Legalize, Speakeasy. Speakeasy's had to do with Prohibition. His Rights, that's another horse, Neat, N-E-A-T, Aspiring Comedian, which is basically what the, our, the leader of our country is right now, an aspiring comedian. Hedge the Risk meaning the leader that is currently trying to occupy and seat warm the White House. Uh, Hedge the Risk is another horse. Commander of Truth, four more years. These are all the horses that Constitution has sired that are competing and contending to get into the Derby. Now, there's a couple of other ones I want to talk about. And then there's one I'm going to talk about towards the end, which is like going to put it all together. There's a horse by the name of Gunrunner who has sired a horse who is contending for the Derby. And his name is Blown Cover. There is a horse who named No, Nay, Never, who sired a horse that's contending whose name is Democracy. They're contending as well. However, now there's other ones too. We're just going to focus on a couple here. Um, there's one I saw that when I saw it, I screamed. I literally screamed on the phone when I saw it. And we're going to get to that in a moment because we have to make a case first before we talk about what I saw in that list of horses. So I want to look at Gettysburg Address for a moment because Constitution sired a horse named Gettysburg Address, who is competing this year for the Kentucky Derby, to get into the Derby. Okay, so we have a Washington Post um, article here that I want to show you for a minute because I'm going to read to you uh, what it says because there's a lot to this. There's a lot of moving parts to this, but I think it's, I really believe this is all worth going over given what is happening right now. So Washington Post, mail-in ballots were part of a plot to deny Lincoln re-election in 1864. Okay, Lincoln is the one who delivered Gettysburg Address, right? Lincoln is the one who stood on the Constitution, right? And believed that slaves should be free. All men are created equal. Okay, so... This is what it says. Traveling to Baltimore in the fall of 1864, Orville Wood had no way of knowing he would soon uncover the most elaborate election conspiracy in America's brief history. Wood was a merchant from Clinton County in the most northeastern corner of New York. 
As a supporter of President Abraham Lincoln, he was tasked with visiting troops from his hometown to look after the local ticket. New York legislators had only established the state's mail-in voting system in April with the intent of ensuring the suffrage of white troops battling the Confederate Army. The results of the 1864 elections would heavily affect the outcome of the war. Lincoln and his supporters in the National Union Party sought to continue the war and defeat the Confederacy outright. Meanwhile, anti-war Democrats, also referred to as copperheads, oh, isn't this interesting, right? Because copperheads are venomous snakes. So let's just point that out. I've actually wrangled one in my faux fur fuzzy slippers before. That's a story for another time, but I've actually had to wrangle a copperhead on this property. So they're referred to as copperheads. Looked for an immediate compromise with the Confederate leaders and the end of the abolition movement. Troops from New York were allowed to authorize individuals back home to cast a vote on their behalf. Along with their mail-in ballots, troops would assign their power of attorney on slips that required four signatures, the voters, the person authorized as a recipient, a witness to the signed affidavit, and fellow officer. These documents would be sealed in an envelope and shipped back home to be counted in the final vote. This was the process that Orville Wood intended to uphold. He would testify in court later. He quickly found out what a challenge that would be. Wood masked his suspicions as he entered Ferry's office, portraying himself as a strong supporter of Lincoln's opponent, George McClellan. This was enough to gain Ferry's trust, he testified later. Ferry told Wood that the votes from New York's 91st Regiment had already been tallied, 400 for Mick Cleland and 11 for Lincoln. Wood returned to the office later and following Ferry's instructions began forging signatures of the 16th New York Cavalry, forging the signatures of military, basically. This because that's what cavalry that was the cavalry was back then. They were like the police and the military. Meanwhile, a clerk sat across the room signing ballots from the roster of names Wood had brought with him from home. Wood asked to personally deliver these fraudulent ballots, but Ferry said they would have to receive final approval from his colleague in Washington, Edward Donahue Jr. Donahue soon arrived in Baltimore and met with Wood. It was revealed during this conversation that around 20 co-conspirators were already at work in D.C. to aid in the plot to deliver votes to Mick Cleland. The following day, Wood watched as Donahue and his crew formed a sort of assembly line, passing blank papers along to one another to be signed with the names of active enlisted men, military, wounded and dead soldiers, and officers who never existed. When we say Lincoln, now this goes into another part of the article, when we say Lincoln was not on the ballot in 10 southern states, because Lincoln was not on the ballot in 10 southern states of that election, as this great mail-in ballot forgery conspiracy is going on, Lincoln's not on the ballot in 10 southern states. So when Lincoln was not on the ballot in 10 southern states, what they were really saying is that the Republican Party did not distribute ballots to voters in those states because the Republican Party did not believe they would receive a significant number of votes in places such as Alabama, South Carolina, or Mississippi. It was a waste of time and resources to send thousands of Lincoln's ballots to the South just to have them sit in unopened boxes on Election Day. 
What is more, Republicans in 1860 knew that they did not need any Southern states to achieve victory in the Electoral College so long as their ticket could garner enough votes in the North and West. Saving off three challengers in the form of Stephen Douglas, John Bell, and John C. Breckinridge. There were 303 Electoral College votes up for grabs and 61 belonged to the 10 states where Lincoln did not send tickets, which was only 20% of the overall total of available votes. And so they chose basically to focus on the North and the West, and they did not put him on the ballot uh, in the South. But at the same time they're doing that, this elaborate mail-in ballot forgery scheme is going on to try to stop Lincoln from becoming president. So basically, this is what's going on during the time of, of what happened with the Civil War and slavery and everything that happened in our nation with the New Union soldiers and the Confederates. So the Republican Party made this decision, but they did not know at the same time this intense forgery uh, and this intense plot to forge ballots was going on. Now, if we take all of this and we look at what's happening at Eagle Pass, and we look at what's happening in the nation, the Democrats want the influx of migrants in order to use them to enslave them for their own purposes. Conservatives are saying they need to come in legally so they can be free, right? So this is the, this is the gist of it. The Democrats want the influx of migrants in order to use them to enslave them. Conservatives are saying, no, they can't. They have to come in legally so they can be free. This is a very similar event, right? Set of circumstances that is going on now that was happening during the time of the Civil War. And Eagle Pass was embroiled in it. So that spirit and what's happening, that has risen up again. Things are coming full circle right now with this. This is an ancient spirit that has to do with the Civil War, and it's attempting to rise up again this hour. And basically, we, the people, are taking a stand, right? They're taking a stand in Texas. you got the convoy um, of truckers. We could show that if you want. Um, that is that is right now going to Texas to assist. We actually have a video of that. that
Okay, thank you. Okay, so I'm going to get back to what we talked about with Constitution and the siring and, and what's happening coming up right now, the contending for the Kentucky Derby. But I want to read us some excerpts here because there is this prophecy that goes back to 2021 that we need to talk about now. So this is what the word of the Lord says. This is July 7th, 2021. There is a boiling point that has been set, says the Lord thy God this day. There is a temperature that has been set. There is a time that has been set and the components are reaching their boiling point. And this is the time and this is the hour, says the Lord thy God this day, where you will see different parts of your nation, different components of your nation reach their crescendo, says the Lord. Reach their boiling point. Reach a point, says the Lord thy God this day, where things will spill over, will spill over and will spill out. Clashes, says the Lord thy God this day, shall spill over and spill out, says the Lord. What has been hidden behind agendas of immigration, this is 2021, says the Lord, shall bubble over and spill over and come to a clash at the border and spill out, says the Lord thy God this day. Watch Texas in this hour, says the Lord. Watch Texas, says the Lord, for there is pressure building in Texas and there shall be events that occur in Texas against the leadership, attempting to thwart them and attempting to harm them in order to move them out of the way strategically, says the Lord thy God this day. For Texas is one of those standing strong right now. Texas is one of those leading the charge. Texas, says the Lord thy God this day, is a purse prize, is a purse prize because of upcoming votes, elections, and audits, says the Lord thy God this day. Watch the rumblings out of Texas, says the Lord. Watch the border in that area, says the Lord thy God this day. Watch the Senate leaders in Texas right now and the congressmen, says the Lord thy God this day. For some of them, there will be attempts. They have been targeted. So, this was back July 7th, 2021, and that's an excerpt from that word. Now, November 4th, 2021, there's a few of these here. This is what this excerpt says. And says the spirit of the Lord this day clashes as they turn on their own kind as the jockeying. Isn't that interesting? We're talking about horses and contending for the derby and jockeying is in this. Jock, the jockeying has begun behind the scenes that is becoming more and more evident. This fragile charade, their glass house shall shatter as transition draws close. For there shall be change and no longer will a mere seat warmer fill the highest seat in the land and nation of America for judgment has entered its halls. As you will see the White House in complete turmoil and disarray. This is 2021. As I, the Lord thy God, apply pressure for the whole condemned structure shall collapse on itself. Watch the Gulf of Mexico stir up as their exodus at the border backfires, as there shall be an event that drives back a very dark army of drifters and donkeys and mules and abusers. And day of the dead worshiping fools who have mixed the innocent in with them and sold them a bill of goods that many are paying for with their lives. However, says the Lord, an event at the border shall drive even the cartels back as their political funding shall be exposed. Yes, drug money injected into political campaigns so the cartels get a certain rite of passage. This shall have a spotlight shown on this whole congealed mess of brambles and vines intertwined. And I, the Lord thy God, shall indeed expose the leadership that so took from that pot. 
blood money in every sense of the word. And the cartel shall lose whom they have bought and paid for as their paper trail and bond trail and cash trail in their headquarters in this nation shall be found. Praise the Lord. That was back in 2021 too. Now we have July 13th, 2022. And says the spirit of the Lord this day, it is my capital desire that none shall perish. None that's capitalized. However, says the Lord, these leaders, their convoy. So he's talking about a convoy back in 2022. And now we're seeing another convoy occur real time. These leaders, their convoy have made a choice, says the Lord. They have chosen whom they will serve. And now I, the Lord, your God from my throne shall evoke and enact my capital rulings and begin to unseat and remove such from the states that have been the most active behind the curtain. For the curtains are being pulled back and all those directing such a production shall be exposed. Who have been operating in the shadows in Texas shall be exposed. For the tentacles of the wicked have wrapped themselves around the leadership of Texas and has blackmailed them to look the other way from the border, says the Lord of hosts. They took dirty money, says the Lord, laundered from Mexico, laundered from the enemy's drug market. They took such, says the Lord, and it has ensnared them to look the other way. It shall come to a clashing head at the border, says the Lord of hosts, as a severe hit to the cartel, a holy hit carried out by my capital army, says the Lord, shall tumble them and their interests and their markets and their avenues and buyers back, says the Lord, as they shall lose an alarming amount of their claim, as even in Texas now begin to unfold. For I, the Lord thy God, shall pinch, that's capitalized, their channel. And it shall block the flow, says the Lord. For the time has come for their cup of iniquity to be poured out. For the blood of the innocent is crying out from the earth. It testifies against them, says the Lord of hosts, as did the blood of Abel against Cain. And this testimony has come before my capital throne. And I, the Lord God, have issued a scroll of judgment that is carried on a very large sword. And it shall impale their operations as it is now hurled towards Texas and Mexico and the border by California, says the Lord of hosts this day. So those are the three, and praise God, these are three powerful words that we are beginning now to see unfold years later now in Texas. And this is true. What the Lord is saying about the cartels, there is going to be a lot that they lose in the middle of what is happening. Why? Because the Lord has issued a judgment against them because their cup of iniquity has become full. And also leadership in Texas. Now the Lord's not talking about all leadership, but leadership that did decide to make deals with the cartels, they're going to be removed in the middle of this also. Okay. So let's go back now. So now that we have this piece, let's go back to the Kentucky Derby for a minute. Okay. Because Eagle Pass led me to what I'm, I'm, I'm going to build up to here. We went over Constitution and who is sired through Constitution, right? We went over all those names of those horses, which was uh, quite amazing to see. We went over Eagle Pass, who he was, uh, who he was, uh, his mother was, and who his grandmother was. There was something I saw that made me yell within this list of horses. It was 10 pages of horses that are contending right now. 
So back in 2015, we have to go back to 2015 for this. There was a horse named American Pharaoh who won the Triple Crown. That, there he is, number four, right? Four? No, uh, four is a term for the presidency. Okay. American Pharaoh, 2015, wins the Triple Crown. It was the last year of Obama's presidency. And it was a prophetic signal to the nation that the American Pharaoh was going for the Triple Crown in 2016 through another candidate by the name of Hillary Clinton. And they were trumped, and President Trump won instead. But the number four on that horse was the signal that America, the American pharaoh was going to try to go for four more years, right, through a proxy. It has been nine years since American pharaoh won the Triple Crown. And 2015 was the last year of Obama's presidency as far as him being the president out in the open. American Pharaoh was supposed to get his way in 2016 with Hillary, right? But instead Trump wins. Then America in 2020, right, went back into the shadow valley. Now, the name Joseph Biden means God will add to the shadow valley and God allowed it. And in 2020, God allowed this for the nation to go back into the shadow valley to show them, to show them what was really going on and allow them to feel it and allow that sole presidency to take place. Now, this year is an election year. This year, the American Pharaoh must reappear to try to retain power. Well, there is a horse contending for the Kentucky Derby who was sired by American Pharaoh. And the horse's name is Nullify. And when I, I feel it all over my body now, even saying it, the horse's name that's contending that was fathered by American Pharaoh is nullify. Okay. And right after nullify, right, right after American Pharaoh nullify on the list, you know, who's right after it, a horse by the name of four more years who was sired by constitution. I kid you not. That horse comes right after nullify an American Pharaoh. You have four more years who was sired by constitution. The American Pharaoh versus the constitution. The two fathers, right? The two fathers tried trying to, to, to raise up the nation. American Pharaoh and constitution, right? And in the word of God, it talks about how there was a Pharaoh who was raised up at the time. And that Pharaoh is the one who lifted Joseph out of prison. But then there was another Pharaoh that came that didn't know Joseph and began to persecute the people of God. So you have American Pharaoh versus Constitution. They sired nullify, right? American Pharaoh sires nullify versus four more years. So 
American Pharaoh through Nullify is attempting to rise once again. However, the people are arising. That Union soldier mentality who stands for freedom is arising, right? There's a horse named Catching Freedom that was sired by Constitution. So who stands for freedom and is arising this time to nullify them. So we, the people, who the foundation is the God-inspired document of the Constitution, are arising this time to nullify them. See, American Pharaoh is trying to nullify the people. The American Pharaoh is trying to nullify the voice of the people. But you've got Constitution on the other side, and we the people are rising instead to nullify them. And so I can't even tell you how incredible this is, that this is even happening in the middle of this, because this is a spiritual war with physical consequences. And you see this coming out uh, in, you know, in, in various ways. Why? Because this is a race. The Derby is a race, right? It's an elite race. It's for the best of the best. And we contend and run our race as believers in this nation. So this is why we see these things happening. And to make it even more interesting, nullifying American Pharaoh and four more years in Constitution are on page eight of the 10-page document. Eight. How long did Saul chase David? Eight years. How long is a two-term presidency? Eight years. This is showing the times and the race we have to run. This is showing her the time and the race that we have to run. So it also happens to be the 150th anniversary of the Kentucky Derby this year. This is the 150th Derby being run. 50 is the Jubilee where what is stolen must be given back and the land must be returned to its people. And this is the 150th Derby that is about to be run. And so we have to understand that these things do not happen by accident. You have a lot of horses that contend to get into the Derby. And the fact that uh, Constitution sired about 15 of them with names like Catching Freedom and Patriot Spirit uh, in the middle of everything that is happening in four more years is no accident. And so we have to understand that when we see these things, now why? Why does the Lord point me to these things? Well, I think for a few reasons. First of all, when I was a child, my father worked at Yonkers Raceway at night and he taught me about horse racing, right? And betting and everything you shouldn't teach a child, my father taught me. And the Lord probably looked down from heaven and said, Oy vey, how am I going to use this well, he did because he wastes nothing. So I happen to be sensitive to these things spiritually because what my father may have tried to teach me at a child that wasn't good. God works all things together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. But also we are running a race, right? It's, it's fight the good fight of faith. Run the race 
set before you. Press on towards the mark of the high calling. And so it's a race. And this race, the Derby and the Preakness and the Belmont, right, are are, are the, the, the race of the best of the best, right, get into these races. And this is what we are running right now. We are running the race of our lives here. We are running the race of our lives. And we have to understand that. And we have to understand that there is an ancient spirit that goes back to the civil war that is attempting to arise up in the middle of this and use slavery in a whole new way in order to get its hosts elected and put into office. And this spirit is stirring up, except the people of this nation, we the people, are now starting to come into agreement, right? Starting to come under God and what he wants and starting to come together. And it is raising a standard against this ancient spirit that goes back to the civil war. You want to know why some Southern states are so impoverished still? It goes back to that spirit and the civil war and what happened and what went on. And that has to be broken over those states. Some of them have have repented of that and some of them have broken that and others haven't. And that is why you see some of the things you see, especially in the South. But you have the Union soldiers who wanted freedom, who wanted to see people free, who didn't want to see people owned as property, who didn't think it was right, who thought all men were created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. And so they fought for it. They raised a standard for it. Lincoln put his life on the line for it. And he was not on the ballot in some states because those states rejected him, rejected him, his faith in God and the freedom that he stood for. They rejected it. And the fact that there's a horse running for the Derby called Gettysburg Address of all years, of all years, Constitution could sire horses. He sires all of these horses, and one of them happens to be named Gettysburg Address. That, and I'm going to tell you, years ago, and I know it's on video somewhere and we have to find it, but I had a dream years ago. And in that dream, I heard the word Gettysburg spoken three times. Gettysburg, Gettysburg, Gettysburg. And I didn't understand it when I had it years ago. And we're going three and a half, four years ago. I had this dream. But now I do. I think it was even longer than that. I think it was back in like 2019 or somewhere around there. And But now I'm beginning to understand the implications of this. And we should all understand it too. And the fact the clash is coming to a head at Eagle Pass, the same place a clash came to the head between the Union and the Confederate soldiers and Shelby fled with his men and sunk the Confederate flag in the Rio Grande in order to try to get away rather than surrender, it should be no surprise that they're trying to flood them across the border there in order to enslave them, in order to use them, and then dispose of them after their use and their votes, and everything else is done. 
where you've got the the people that are are more conservative people that that look at this in a different way saying no they should come in legally and then be free and you're looking at very similar lines being drawn to the civil war you're looking at this happening in real time and eagle pass and what's happening there is the physical consequences of a spiritual class happening in the realm of the spirit for the territory of this nation and for the southern territory of this nation to try to resurrect something in this nation that the lord told abraham lincoln to put down and they're trying to resurrect it right now in this hour. They are trying. And you pray for the leadership of Texas right now. Pray for those going down to stand in defense of it. Pray. Because this is the stand. This is the standard. This is the putting on the full armor of God and locking up arms. Because they literally are trying to enslave the nation through this and they have mixed innocent people in with demon-filled harmful destructive individuals that have no conscience and i'm going to tell you something the fear of god is going to strike them because the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and you are going to see some miraculous things happen at Eagle Pass right now. And that border that is even going to make those in the cartels and the media quake when God has his say and God puts his source of truth down and God sends his scrolls of judgment into that situation and God deals because the Lord is allowing this to happen. That is why the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. This is a message for leadership right now. The fear of the Lord, not wisecracks, not endorsements, not fast talkers. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the fear of the Lord is going to fall on the nation. And the fear of the Lord is going to fall on Mexico. And the fear of the Lord is going to fall on the cartels. And the fear of the Lord is going to fall on the White House. And the fear of the Lord is going to fall on Washington, D.C. Because God laughs at the wicked and he holds them in derision. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? I, the Lord thy God, will hold them in derision. Psalm 2. The people plot a vain, shallow, superficial, greedy thing. And that is what is happening. And this is why we see this in this hour, right? In this hour, we're coming towards the end of January. We're going into February. In March is Purim. I always tell you to watch around the time the Jewish feasts happen, but I will tell you this Purim. This Purim is going to be explosive. This Purim, the Lord is going to put forth some sobering things into the earth. It's coming. 
And so we have to be, as believers, prepared and raise the standard we're supposed to be raising. They are raising a standard in Texas right now. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against them. A standard. We are meant to raise that standard. Had the church not gone through an identity crisis, a lot of this wouldn't have happened. Because the church is meant to be the conscience of the state. The conscience. Not the enabler. The conscience. And right now, there is a conscience saying not so fast in Texas. And we're watching it happen real time. And it's happening at Eagle Pass. You know why? Because the eagle, which represents America, is given a hard pass now to their policies. Given a hard rejection to their policies and their agendas and their dysfunction and their disruption and their lies and their deceptions and their taunting and their race baiting and their buying off and paying off members of corrupt corrupt sociopathic organizations you are watching a rejection of this rise up in this nation real time just as abraham lincoln and the union states had to rise up and reject what the confederates and the south was trying to literally intimidate them with push them with deceive them with and threaten them with for their own interests, their own pockets, their own territory. This is about territory. Oh Lord, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory and keep me from harm that I would not cause pain. That is the prayer of Jabez in the word of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I feel, I could feel the presence of the Lord. I'm telling you, this is important. This is, is important. We have to recognize these things as believers. Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear what the spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh has to say. He is the counselor. We need to understand why these things are happening. I'm even watching the playoffs with the NFL right now and what happened. Because the team, the Chiefs that has the guy that promotes the uh, boosters for Pfizer happens to be in the Super Bowl. You got the Chiefs versus the 49ers. San Francisco, one of the most horrific places right now in the United States of America. But they were both red teams. So that's another interesting point. There's a lot of angles you can look at that from. But I'm saying, what you see happening right now, it's all result of what's going on in the realm of the spirit and how the enemy is trying to prop his trophies up and put his trophies out there for his purposes and how God is raising a standard of his people to echo across the nation to blow those trophies over. And this is what we see happening right now. So we need to... We need to really pray about this and 
just continue to seek the Lord about it. I'm sure there's more to this. This and We're just beginning with this. This is just what I could put out today, but I wanted to get it out. When I saw it, I had to. My spirit began to stir and I had to get it out. Now, yes, there is also the girlfriend of a certain football player on the Chiefs who happens to, you know, have an affinity for, for things of the occult uh, and to, uh, you know, want to maybe support the seat warmer in the White House right now. And that's another angle to look at it as well. But um, you see these things for a reason, you know, and some people are just deceived. They're deceived. You know, they may not be horrible, horrible people. They're just deceived. But a deceived person is a weapon in the hands of the enemy. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down and destruction of strongholds. They're not carnal. The weapons of our warfare. When Abraham Lincoln did what he did, he had to stand in his faith in God. That the battle was the Lord's and that the Lord would go before him. He was a humble man. And he was more concerned about freeing people than he was about himself. He was more concerned about freeing the people than he was about himself. And we're seeing all of this come full circle right now and arise right back up. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, I am just heating up over here. My goodness. But I'm sure there's going to be more to this. And when we, as the Lord gives it, I will be putting it out. I'm just saying we are just beginning here that, you know, I felt this had to go out. This all connects to what is happening right now. Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be praying about some other things also um, as far as connections to this and things that are happening right now, because there is a lot going on and you want the eyes to see it. You want to be tuned into the Lord for him to show you these things because they are important. They're important and we need to take note of it because we cannot be ignorant of the enemy's devices and we have to be sober minded and vigilant, knowing that the enemy roams about like a lion seeking whom he may devour. Sober minded. That means not hopped up on anything. Sober minded and vigilant. Right. What does vigilant mean? To, 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 to pursue, to be consistent, to be very alert. And that's what we need to be. So praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, oh, my gosh, my gosh, my goodness, Lord. Well, I think this is where I'm going to stop for now. Uh, we will be, if the Lord gives more, I will come back on with it. Uh, we're going to see if we can live stream on our Rumble channel uh, at Faith Assembly uh, this Sunday because we're talking about New York. There is a lot to, to what's going on in New York. There was so much more than meets the eye. So if we can live stream it, we will be announcing it. Look for that announcement. Uh, and I look forward to seeing some of you there. And so praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And right at the end here, oh, I feel like I ran a marathon, but all glory be to God. Right at the end here, we're going to put up General Flynn's book, because I think it's appropriate. We're talking about generals in Gettysburg and battles. This is General Flynn's series. Uh, it is available. It actually is in our um, partners area. So if you go to arcofgrace.org 
and you go to partners, you will, you can click on it and you will see it right there. I, I believe he's working on uh, more parts to this. So there it is, arcofgrace.org forward slash ministry dash partners, and you can get uh, your copy today. So thank you everyone for joining us. God bless everyone. Keep the faith. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter six, Psalm 91. I encourage you to say it every single day. I say it every single day. It takes two to three minutes. The word is living and active. We have to activate it right now. If we want this to be, if we want this to be this, we have to activate it because the word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. So if we want this to be this for us, we have to activate it. And also Ephesians 1 and 3, I encourage you to read those. They are in the believer's authority as well. Scriptures from those chapters, I speak them every single day. Uh, so I just encourage you to do that. Get in the habit of using your sword and activating scripture. A lot of times I pray and say, Lord, let it be activated according to your word, because it's living and active. So praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless everyone. Keep the faith. We love you. Have a wonderful rest of your evening and we will be back on soon. Hello everyone. Amanda Grace here. So as many of you know, Dr. Mark Sherwood and Dr. Michelle Sherwood of the Functional Medical Institute are mine and Chris's doctors. And so I went to Dr. Sherwood with a problem that I was seeing, not only with, with what I was going through, but with what other women were going through concerning their metabolism, concerning energy, concerning their hormones. And so we put our heads together and we are very happy now to finally be able to present to you Rafa for women. Rafa means healer in Hebrew. So it is an ode to the Lord because he is our healer. He put things in the earth that help heal us. And so Rafa is a product that was created for that. It also helps by helping with a healthy metabolism and natural hormones, as well as it helps balance fatigue. It helps with weight gain, night sweats, mood swings, blood sugar issues, and more. It is all natural. And I find more and more people are going into the natural arena in order to find solutions to issues that they're going through. So if you'd like to learn more, you can go to www.arcofgrace.org forward slash ministry dash partners to learn more about Rafa today. God bless. Hey everyone, Amanda Grace here. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver might be right for you, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who has been on Ark of Grace many times and loves to answer our viewer questions, is here with his team to answer all of your gold and silver needs. Whether you want to buy gold and silver, whether you have questions to see if it's right for you, whether you are looking to roll over retirement accounts, go to bh-pm.com today and Andrew and his team will be more than happy to assist you with all of your needs. If you want to support an amazing patriot and be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com today and use promo code ARK, A-R-K, to save up to 66% or more off of all MyPillow products. 
They have pillows, of course, but they are so much more than pillows. They have sheets. They have slippers. They have bathrobes. They even have dog beds. And a fun fact for all of you, Noble, one of our pigs at our animal sanctuary, has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you want to be a blessing, you can go to MyPillow.com today and use promo code ARC. It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and, yes, and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes changes your brainwaves. Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out. And wow, he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do to him? To <laughs> <laughs> so it's good.